Check. Check. Okay. It's working now. Jesus. That sucked. This audio interface was not working a second ago. It just looked like it wasn't working at all. It wasn't connected to my computer. My computer was saying, no matter what button I pressed or anything, like it just wouldn't show up as working because it like lights up a little bit, but nothing was changing or no matter what I was doing. And so I just, I, I was getting really upset. I'm like, I bought this thing like two weeks ago and it's already broken. Are you freaking kidding me, bruh? But then I uh, just remembered my family's secret teachings, my ancient wisdom, the ancient wisdom of just unplugging it and plugging it back in. That worked. I'm so good with technology. They call me Mr. Techno. Anyway, uh, good morning, afternoon, evening, and welcome to the Royal Deluxe Podcast. Yeah, today's Monday. And usually Mondays are bad because a fat orange cat said so. But... Yeah, Mondays suck. Yeah, he, he, that, that cat's totally right. Still, though, hopefully we can get this day started off right. We can get this week started off right with an episode of this podcast. I hope you enjoy. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, this is going to be a little, a little bit loose. I haven't really written down some notes uh, because I kind of wanted to do this podcast a little bit quickly for reasons that I will not get into just because I, I doubt you would really care that much. It's not very interesting. And there's nothing new to talk about all that much anyway because it's just more spring training games and some more World Baseball Classic games. Although just a little bit of the World Baseball Classic. I do have a, a couple of things to kind of go off on. Like I got some tangents um, uh, related to these things. And also we got a little bit of roster news. Um, actually, yeah, we do have some roster news. Uh, so I'll get into that real quick. So... Um, Jonathan Heasley has been optioned and I made a mistake last time when we last spoke on Friday. I said that Jonathan Heasley, no, not Jonathan Heasley. I said Jackson Kowar and Samad Taylor and someone else was, uh, optioned. And I said that that would be like the end of their spring training, but that's not actually true. They're still playing in spring training. It just means they've already been assigned to minor league clubs it's just like the, the royals will come up to them and be like okay you're not making the team it's plain and simple oh Mac, max Casilla was the other one and yeah it doesn't mean that they're like off the off the team like off the off the spring training roster so this, so they're still going to be able to get some reps in as a we get into the final week of spring training opening day is soon tm so Jackson Kowar is actually still pitching a little bit uh, in spring. But Jonathan Heasley is now on the newest round of uh, minor league options along with... Okay, I, th I thought it was someone else. I thought there was someone else who was a option along with him. Like someone who we were who, who I think was genuinely competing on for for a spot on the 26 man uh, the other, there is someone else it was Jeffrey De Jeffrey Del Rosario who was a relief pitcher um but it, there was no expectation of him making the major league roster at least on opening day anyway but yeah that's about it well there's also something that I wanted to bring up and it's that the Royals sent a player to the Red Sox it's the player to be named later, 
from the Adalberto Mondesi trade. So, yeah, for for whatever reason, the Royals not only traded Mondesi, but someone along with Mondesi for Josh Taylor. That doesn't make me very happy. That does not instill a lot of confidence in me. It's like I would have, if it was just a one-to-one player swap, that would have been one thing. But we gave up someone else for Mondesi? Like, we actually had to give someone something for Mondesi? Why? That seems unfair. This is a this is a this is a scam, right? So that player was Angel Pierre. I'm gonna assume it's Angel, kind of like Angel Zerpa. And uh, he is a 19-year-old third baseman, an occasional shortstop, who was signed out of the Dominican Republic in early 2022. So, all right, international guy. It's a project. So he's a long ways away from the majors. And uh, last year, his age 18 season, he played 33 games, hit 300 with a 424 on base percentage. He had a 974 OPS. Hmm. Could be nothing. Could be the next Isturi Ruiz. You never know with these kinds of guys. This is it's like the these guys are are lottery tickets. You know, the the young international level prospect that's still a teenager. You know, it's like these guys have these guys are total wild cards. You know, sometimes it's it's nobody. Sometimes it's Fernando Tatis Jr. That 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 happened. Fernando Tatis Jr. was traded for James Shields when he was like 17. And no one thought anything of it at the time. Until a couple of years later, when everyone was aware. So, with no disrespect to Mr. Pierre, I hope that he doesn't become a good player. <laughs> I, I I root for his downfall because if the Royals gave up another interesting player for nothing, then that's going to be very saddening. Just kind of like how they gave up Asturi Ruiz for Brandon Maurer. Wow. Sometimes, you know, you win some and you lose some. The Jay Heasy. Did not have a good spring at all. He's going down with a 17.38 ERA. Just kidding. It's actually 17.36. Really close, though. <laughs> Very impressive. He made a legit attempt at make, at recreating the, the 17.38 meme for spring training. I mean, hey, I'll take it in spring training as, as opposed to, you know, the regular season. And that's after 9.1 innings. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, he has a whip of almost three, which is also almost equally impressive. I don't know. Like, we're seeing improvements across the board from, like, every pitcher. But Jay Heasy is the one guy that is just not working for whatever reason. So... Who knows, but yeah, he was definitely the weakest link, um, the least likely to make the roster based on spring training performance this season. But hopefully he is able to, um, you know, get some good coaching and be able to figure this out in the minor leagues because he's a strike thrower. You know, he's a guy who can pitch deep into games. Maybe not like with a two ERA or something like that, but 
like a, a, a four ERA. I would accept that, and that would be great for us. That would be great for anybody, as a matter of fact. But I want to go back to Jackson Kowar. I talked about him a little bit on uh, Friday, but before, but I did that before there was an article put out by the great Annie Rogers of MLB.com, and it was very interesting what this article said because it's basically the the coaches, the pitching coaches for the Kansas City Royals talking about what they're doing with Jackson Kowar. And also Kowar's response to all this. Kowar is really positive about the coaching that he's getting. He says that there's just a lot of communication between him, between each of the coaches, and he's like aware of what they want to do. So, you know, he's getting demoted back to AAA, but he's he's saying that, oh, it's actually like not a, not, not a terrible thing. You know, he's not looking at this like this huge loss. He knows that he's going to still be getting opportunities. And he's he, the Royals are saying that they're going to work him as a reliever, but it's not over for him as a starter. So he can make it back into the rotation at some point. He just has to, you know, earn that, which is fair, very reasonable. And yeah, I'm just really liking what I'm seeing from this because this is what I was saying like a week or two ago where I was saying, when, when someone fails on the Royals this year, when something is going wrong, what is the response going to be? Are they going to be pissed off about it? Are they going to get emotional about it? Or are they going to be, or, or, or are they going to seem understanding of what their issue is and have a solution to it, a solution provided to them? So, Howar, you know, who has had like the worst career out of anybody on this roster so far, is like, hey, this isn't so bad. I, I think I know what, what to do. And the pitching coaches say that they know what to do. They need to they need to throw his slider. He Kowar needs to throw his slider more. That's what that's what the plan is. They're getting him to mix his pitches a little bit more. And so they're getting him, him to throw his slider more. So here here's a great quote from JJ Piccolo that's in this article. He said, um, all right, he's got the he's got the velocity and the changeup. It's just the effectiveness of the changeup has diminished a little bit because he doesn't have other pitches to lean on. He needs to keep throwing pitches, not just one inning or two innings, as he develops that slider. Like this is the Royals saying, "Hey, we know what's going on with Jackson Kowar, and here's how we're going to improve him. Here's how we're going to fix him. Here's how we're going to solve these issues." And that is really, really encouraging to see because. What did we hear from Cal Eldred last year? Like, literally, what did Cal Eldred even do? It's that one YouTube meme thumbnail where it's, like, pointed to, like, I think it was DJ Khaled, and it just says, what does he even do? It's like, that's that's what it's like with Cal Eldred. What did he do? We never really heard any sort of philosophy from him. We never really heard him address players' issues and be like, oh, yeah, this is what we're working with. This is how we're dealing with it. You know, I mean, we didn't hear anything from him at all, really, except there. So we only have that one instance where Brad Keller talked to him and said he had no idea. <laughs> That's like all we know about what Cal Eldred did in Kansas City. And here we go in spring training where the coaches and the player are all like, yeah, this is what's going on. 
and this is how we're going to get through this. Like there's a there there's a there's a path to be followed, and that's awesome. So this is exactly what I was saying when I, I said to look out for how players and how and how personnel are responding to failure. There isn't this super dismal attitude where they're just like, oh, well, we suck. It's like, okay, no, there's a, we can be better than this. And here's how we're going to be better. And at least for right now, that encourages me more than any numbers, more than any peripherals, more than any eye test. I guess that maybe this is kind of like an eye test. It's like a mental test. I don't know, like, a, like, a, like an IQ test or something. <laughs> I have no idea where I'm going with this, so let's just move on. But um, all the best to Jonathan Heasley and Jackson Kowar and any, anybody else in this organization who might be struggling. I hope that they will get it together. But these pitchers are not the only ones who have been struggling. Uh, it's kind of been a really abysmal weekend for Royals baseball. On Friday, they lost to the Angels squad. By a score of 1-12, to that was the game Jonathan Heasley pitched in. He gave up 9 earned runs in 2.1 innings. Woof! And then on Saturday, they actually beat the Rockies by a score of 8-5. to And then on Sunday, they had a split squad game, so they played two games. One of them they lost to the Rockies by by a score of 0-7, to so they got shut out. Ooh. Um, although, albeit it was a uh, shortened game, Royals only got to play five innings. Rockies got to play six. Cheaters. It rained. It rained in Las Vegas. I didn't know it rained in Las Vegas. I'm only kind of. I'm only kind of joking. I mean, it's in a desert. I'm sure it doesn't rain often, but it rained when the Royals played baseball in Las Vegas. I don't even know why they're playing baseball in Las Vegas. Why are they in Las Vegas? Is this like a testing ground for the Oakland Athletics new stadium or something? I don't know, dude, but they were in Vegas and they lost. They didn't score. Uh, hopefully that's hopefully that's something that stays in Vegas and doesn't come back <laughs> to the organization. I mean, I want the players to come back, but I, I don't want the lack of scoring. I don't want the bad games to. I don't want the bad baseball to uh, stay to, to uh, come back over here. That can stay in Vegas. And then also, they uh, in the actual spring training facilities, they lost to the Diamondbacks by a score of two to thirteen. Ooh, that's pretty cool. Diamondbacks scored ten runs in the second inning. You know who was pitching? Zach Greinke. Zach Greinke was pitching. Huh. Although it says he only gave up nine runs in two point one innings. Something's wrong. I, I I ran into this issue at some point. I'm looking at the Reddit game thread. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Point is Royals lost. <laughs> they got they, they got their asses beat. They it was not good. Except here's the thing. Here's a very, very interesting thing. So as this game was going on, Annie Rogers was saying, yeah, uh, I don't know what Zach Ranky is doing. I think he's trying to pick off move, but it's Zach Ranky, so who actually knows? And turns out, uh, Zach Ranky was trying out some pickoff moves. 
So after the game, he said, I've been complaining, actually, that people haven't been getting on base, so I can't work on pickoff moves all spring. So wanting to work on so wanting to work on pickoffs, that's what spring training is usually for, stuff like that. So <laughs> Oh man, that's just you know, Zach Greinke is the only player in the league who I think can actually get away and come off as genuinely believable when he says, oh yeah, I was intentionally playing bad. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, it, 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 it's, it's fine, like, wins and losses in spring training. You know, it, it was fun getting, like, really invested in spring training for a bit, but now that it's, like, over and you know we're getting closer to the opening day it's like it doesn't matter anymore so i don't care about like losing i probably wouldn't have cared if, about losing even if we were an undefeated team in spring training it's just really funny though i just felt like pointing that out uh no no further commentary i guess it's just really i guess it's nice to see someone actually experiment with the new rules and stuff like that just really i don't know maybe push the rules to their limits because he had I think so. A few forced box by in, by making too many pickoff moves, or maybe running out the pitch clock, things like that. Yeah, he's he's just kind of messing around with all the, the the new stuff going on, and I think that's great. And yeah, he's right. That is what spring training is for. Why aren't more why why aren't more players thinking of things like this? By the way, the one game that the Royals did win this weekend, the one against the Rockies. Not the one they lost against the Rockies. You know who pitched that game? You know who started that game? Jackson Kowar. You know how his game went? Three innings pitched. One earned run. No walks. Five strikeouts. <laughs> All right, then. So maybe what something is working with Jackson Kowar. He has a spring training ERA of 6.75. That is... A lot better than his regular season, than his career ERA in the majors. So maybe there is something going on. Maybe, uh, maybe this is the the solution to him. I say maybe as if I have my own solution. No, I don't have my own solution. But although I will say, a solution to the Royals, you know, losing all these games. I gotta say, Royals, where's Tucker Bradley? Where is my guy Tucker Bradley? He's not in any of these lineups. He, I mean, he's, he 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 came out and played a little bit, a little bit, but like barely. And as a backup, excuse me, huh? Hello, he's my guy. You know, you you guys gotta you you guys gotta you're 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 doing my guy wrong. Okay, you're just doing my guy wrong. I will not stand for this. I do not appreciate this. Yeah, I think he only actually came out on the Saturday game. I think that's the and, and he only got one at bat. So yeah, they are they are hiding away Tucker Bradley. They're afraid of unleashing his power, the power of Tucker Bradley. They're like, oh man, that guy's way too good. Now yeah, we got to we got to do something. He's just if we we have this we have a monster on our hands and we don't want to you know completely terrorize and obliterate the league right away. We don't want people to have their hopes up super quickly for the Royals this season because they have the greatest player of all time, Tucker Bradley. Free Tucker Bradley, I'd say. Free Tucker Bradley. Let him, let him eat. Let him cook. And speaking of guys who are not getting a lot of playing time, let's talk about the World Baseball Classic. So, a good thing has happened, I suppose. If you want to look at it like that. You can look at it like that. 
the USA has advanced. Twice they actually beat Venezuela in the quarterfinals. Sorry, Salvi. Salvi went one for four with an RBI double. He had a great World Baseball Classic. I'm very happy for him. Very excited for him. And I'm sure that he's happy for himself getting to play so well, getting to represent his home country so well, getting to play in a high-stakes game for the first time in years. I'm sure that's awesome. I'm sure that's wonderful for him. Good for Salvi. Seriously, super, super happy for Salvi that he got to play in the World Baseball Classic and that he got to play so well. He was seriously like the best batter on his team. Um, yeah, Venezuela lost by a score of 9-7. to seven. And so you, the USA advanced, and then they advanced to the finals. Cuba was the semifinal match. It didn't seem like the semifinal match. USA won 14-2. Huh. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, thing is, though, I just don't feel all that excited about it because the two guys that the Royals have on the team, Bobby Witt Jr. and Brady Singer, are literally not playing. They're literally not playing. Bobby Witt Jr. is at least coming out late game for as a substitute, as a pinch runner, and he's maybe getting an at-bat. And I literally mean maybe an at-bat. Like, he's getting one at-bat per game. So, thanks. Brady Singer, meanwhile, literally hasn't pitched since that one game against... Whoever it was. Was it Mexico? Like, Brady Singer has literally pitched one game of the World Baseball Classic. He's literally just sitting there the entire time. Even in the game against Cuba, where the USA was running up the score. It's not, it's not like the, the USA... It's not like the US scored 10 runs in the eighth inning to take the lead and, you know, clinch it that way or anything. No, they scored two in the first, one in the second, two in the third, two in the fourth, two in the fifth, <laughs> four in the sixth. So they were scoring the game, and even then, they would not use Brady Singer. They kept my, they kept they kept Adam Wainwright in the game for four innings. Then Miles Mikolas, 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 for another four innings. And they had the, and then they had Aaron Loop pitch the final inning. Like that was it. They used three pitchers. Like they 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 use this like an actual. They they manage this like an actual game. I don't know who. Is the manager or whatever? I would like to speak to the manager. I would like to. I I would like to speak to the manager of the USA. <laughs> I would like to speak to the CEO of USA. Where is Brady Singer? Like you couldn't even throw him into the game for that for for this ex, for the most low stakes situation possible. I mean he's he's only had one opportunity in this entire World Baseball Classic, and yeah, he blew it. It was bad. Yeah, sure. I, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not even really going to defend him all that much. Yeah, it was a bad outing. But he should be able to redeem himself, I think. I feel. He should at least get to play at some point. Like, I don't know. They just freaking banished him to the Shadow Realm. Like, at least give him back to the spring training squad so he can get some reps. That's kind of the thing that's bothering me about it. Like, I'm not going to be mad at someone for taking this seriously like they want to win and they've said that there's their strategy is that they are going to just play their best players they're going to manage this like a playoff game so 
fair to be completely honest that is a f- that that is a fair thing to do because you should this game should matter to you it's it is important the world baseball classic is important you should take it seriously so okay i i can understand not playing bobby witt junior every day especially as a starter you want to bring him out as a backup okay fine but I, still though how do you use Brady Singer at some point? He's not he's not that bad, right? He he really isn't that bad. Like what? Did, did, did they did he throw a bullpen session and they were like, oh no, he's hurt. We can't use him in a game. I don't know, dude. It's just weird. And I'm conflicted on it because I again I understand why you would want to use all of your best players, you know, and, and just continuously use your best players as if this is a playoff game. And you think, oh, Bobby Wood Jr., unproven rookie, you know, not going to use him. Oh, uh, Brady Singer, you know, just had a, had a small breakout season, unproven, not going to use him. But it it is a little bit alarming because these guys are using up their spring training opportunities. They're taking time away from spring training and getting valuable reps with their respective team and getting, you know, actual game time so that they can play in the World Baseball Classic, which just essentially means they're not playing at all. They're not getting reps at all. Like, spring training is really important. It's it's the de-rusting of the offseason. You know, th- these guys are getting to play baseball for the first time seriously in months. I and many others would think of baseball of a baseball season as as repetitive. It's a, it's about repetition and rhythm. So yeah, the guys got to get warmed up and they gotta they gotta play so that when the regular season actually comes around, they can actually you know just do that as opposed to have this super slow, shaky, rusty start or whatever. I'm kind of losing myself here, but the point is, you don't want someone to go into the regular season having only pitched a few innings, having only taken a few at-bats. Like, seriously, Bobby Wood Jr. has taken fewer than 10 at-bats in the World Baseball Classic. I am pretty sure. And I think Brady Singer has literally pitched one inning. (laughs) Now, sure, yeah, they've played some spring training games, and they'll get to play some spring training games later when this World Baseball... When the World Baseball... When the World Baseball Classic is over... Which is in just a couple of days. On Monday today, there's going to be the other semifinal game, which is Japan versus Mexico. Totally did not pause to figure out which other team was in this. I'm, I, I know everything. And then the finals will be on Tuesday. It'll be tomorrow. And that'll be it. Great. But even then, that, that only gives these guys another week before the regular season starts. So... I don't know. There's so it just makes me a little bit uncomfortable seeing guys, especially very young guys who we are expecting to be linchpins on this team for the regular season. Like we really need these guys. Like we're expecting Bobby Wood Jr. to be the best hit player on the team. We're expecting Brady Singer to be the best pitcher on the team. And they're just not getting experience. In, in spring, 
because they wanted to willingly, they, they wanted to play for the World Baseball Classic, which they should have. Not complaining about that at all. But they're just not getting any opportunities. And I think that's a little unfortunate. I think it kind of sucks, to be honest. But again, I, I, I get it. So it's, I'm kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place where it's like, I want my guys to, you know, be taken care of. But I also understand the importance of the event. What is the right solution in this case? I'm not entirely sure. And you know what else I'm not sure about? Who to root for? I don't know who I actually want to win in this. USA versus Japan. Okay, I'm saying this as if it's a bygone conclusion that Japan is going to win their game. And I'm sorry to Mexico, but look, Japan's really, really good. If, if Mexico is able to get the upset here, then great. Good for them. Maybe I'll just root for Mexico. Maybe I'll root for whoever wins that game. Japan, because I just like them. They're fun. Shohei deserves something. Or Mexico, because if they're able to pull off the upset, that would be really, really exciting. And they already beat the U.S., so I don't know. Maybe it'll be upsets galore. Maybe Mexico will upset Japan. And then it'll be like, oh, Mexico, they already beat the USA. And then the USA is like, haha, got revenge. Or something like that. I don't know. But we'll talk about it whenever we get there. And uh, that will actually probably be on Wednesday. I want to uh, do a little thing. I want to... I want to put out a few more episodes before opening day. So opening day is not this Thursday, but next Thursday. And there is a lot that I want to get done before that. I want to do, like, my roster review. Like, the, 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 the player review for... All of last year's players, everyone we had last season, I want to review everybody and give my expectations for this year. I want to give like my predictions and hot takes, so to speak, of this year. And I also want to project the wins and losses of every team in the majors this season. Because I did that last year and it was a lot of fun. And I'm actually kind of going back through that to see how I did. And I want to kind of re- iterate on that or, or, or touch back on that. I want to like have a response to that. Like, Oh, how well were my predictions last year? How well did they hold up? Some of them actually held up pretty well. I predicted the entire national league East properly, like almost perfectly. And, uh, some of them like the AL central, I was completely dead wrong about. I screwed everything up and it was a total and utter disaster. Cool. That's what's so much fun about it. It's the times when you're right and it's the times when you're wrong. So yeah, I want to do all that again this year, but I'm not going to be able to do that with just the regular Monday and Friday format. So for this week, I'm going to have a Wednesday episode. And on Wednesday, we'll talk about the finale of the World Baseball Classic and other things. I haven't actually figured out which episode is going to come out when or anything like that. So, but you know, I'll figure this out on Wednesday and then on Friday, you know, I'll just have an episode on Friday and I'll have, have an episode on Monday. And then I'd like to have an episode on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I'd actually like to have multiple episodes on next Thursday because it's opening day. So I'll have like my, uh, uh, just like a, 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 an episode before the game and then an episode after the game and then an episode on Friday. Yeah, I want to do lots of stuff. Lots of stuff as this season kicks off because I'm excited for Royals baseball this season and I hope you are too. So I will see you on not Friday, but Wednesday.
and also Friday. I'll have an episode on Friday as well. So thanks for listening. This is the Royal Deluxe Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Royal Deluxe Pod or shoot me an email at Royal Deluxe Podcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Thank you very much for making this podcast a part of your day. And I hope you're having a good one. I'm Lux and go Royals.